This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. We are going across the ocean right now. We are going to have our guest today is joining us from beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, go ahead and say hi, guest. Hi, everyone. Yeah, you can tell by that bouncy voice that that is Miss Faith Paxton, Paxton Pantry in the house, while I am actually in her house in Portland. This is kind of an interesting show. We've been working, trying to get the Zoom going. So what I had to do for this Zoom is my computer, for whatever reason, is not picking up the microphones and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I had to invite myself on my phone to the Zoom meeting, record it on my computer, Faith is on her phone in a hotel room in Honolulu. I'm sitting in her living room or her dining room, and uh, we're just going to try to make this work. So, you know, it's the Messing Up podcast. We mess things up, and then we turn them into messages. So, so far, all the ingredients are there. So fun. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you guys know the spiel by now. We're on all the socials. Find us there. Uh, if you want to become a patron and join us financially uh, to support the, the missions that we do, getting into the prisons and paying for books and materials and paper and all that kind of stuff, gas for missionaries to travel to the prison, all that kind of stuff. You can find that information on our website, which is messituppodcast.com. Click on the become a patron button and it'll take you to all uh, of our Patreon info. And that is 100% tax deductible. So keep that in mind as you join as well. You can get a little tax break for supporting the ministry. Um, we always say it's as little as a dollar a month, but you can go as much as you want. Uh, we're just trying to pay all the bills and you help us out. So thanks to all of our patrons. Uh, today, our word of the week is uh, coming to us from my own brain. And I was driving down the road and I came up with this word. I don't know why I did, but um, I decided this was going to be our word of the week. It's ingratiate. And uh, I just thought, wow, that's kind of a fun word to have. So uh, in, to ingratiate is when you are like trying to gain favor with someone, flattering them, trying to please them, uh, being a codependent my own self. I try to ingratiate myself to people and uh, get them to like me. Uh, so sometimes we try to ingratiate ourselves. Faith, your daughter's going to college. She might try to ingratiate herself to the professors. Maybe uh, sit up front, do her homework, bring an apple to the teacher, something like that. But anyhow, if you can ingratiate someone this week, hey, give yourself a little pat on the back and perhaps give yourself a little bit of um, bonus points 10 times every time you ingratiate yourself to someone and use that word. And that will keep you all bonus pointed up. Uh, Faith. I don't think there's anything left for me to say in the beginning. That was that, bad. Woo! I, I talked to Faith when I got here and uh, I said, you know, give me some tips about the show. And she said two things. One, you talk a little bit much at the beginning. Second, you don't let your guests talk enough. <laughs> you like to talk and I totally get that. Yeah. Both of those comments had a, a, a ring of truth to them. Uh, and an air of honesty. So I'm trying my best today to not be the show hog, but the show host. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, I realized when I went to go get my word of the week that I did forget. I'm supposed to have taken my computer while I was up here to get fixed. Uh, and I completely forgot about that. So I've got to do that. I'm going to put it on my list of things to do tomorrow after Not I post the show. Mm -hmm. uh, anyhow, Faith, um, the reason that I wanted to talk to you is the reason that you are in Honolulu. What are you doing there in Honolulu without your husband and without your friend, Paul? Why are you in Honolulu right now, girl? Well, I am dropping my daughter off for college. Her first year mm. at... Uh, Oregon what? State. I wish that yeah, was you're dropping her in Honolulu. Now find a way home, girl. Yes. Yeah. No. Not so. Not so quick and easy. Yeah. 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 Hawaii. Hawaii State at Manoa is where she's going. University of Hawaii or Hawaii State? Uh, well, that's a good question. I think it's. Wait. Oh, my shirt says it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hawaii University State. of Hawaii, Rainbow Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. UH. Uh, where'd uh, you go to college? Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> really, you just needed us some Hawaiian words. You're good. Yeah. Mahalo. Uh, so you, uh, the girl decided to go to school in Hawaii, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, kids going to school is a big deal anyway uh yes. when they get out of the house it's tricky so just to refresh the listeners tell us a little bit about your your kids what you got so i have a 23 year old who is also still in college he um has been at portland state university for a couple of years um he is in september he's going to go to eugene and go to Oregon State University. Um, so he'll be there at the end of September. Then I have a 19-year-old who graduated from high school in 2020. Wait. Yes, COVID yeah. boy. Yeah, so during COVID, he graduated during COVID. He moved out he moved out in October, got an apartment with a friend from school and is just doing life working. Um, he didn't want to go the college route. He just wants, he really wants to do um, private security, um, but you have to be 25 to do that. So he's kind of just biding time. He's uh, working out like crazy, doing jujitsu and martial arts and working his way up to being a private security guy. So I had uh, Trevor move out in October. Daniel moved out in January. And lo and behold, my sweet little girl moving out in August. So within 10 months, I've had three kids move out. Gone from four down to three. And you still have Dylan at home, who is four, a middle okay, schooler. Four one. Four, four down to one. Four down Not, to one. Yeah. So yeah. Dylan's still at home. Still, uh, and, but, techni and technically, it was more than four because we've always done exchange students. Right. So I mostly have had six kids in the house. Yeah. For most of the time we've been in Oregon. So uh, not an empty nest, but definitely an emptier nest. Yeah. I really do feel like I am going through um, what empty nest people go through because it's been a very, um, for me, it's just been like super sudden, even though there's been 10 months between that, I don't, mm -hmm. I feel like most people don't lose their kids in months. Most people, one kid graduates and then they have, 
a year to two or three years down the road and then another one goes out. And so um, it's a little bit easier. And so, and, you know, my house has always been very lively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even before we had kids, we were doing youth ministry. So I always had the youth group over at our house. We had college kids at our house constantly. Um, and so there was always lots of happening at our house, even before we had kids. And then I had kids and, um, I was the house that all the kids wanted to bring their friends to because I'm the cook. So everybody likes, you know, to come to our house because Mrs. Paxton can cook really good food and she'll feed everybody way more than they're supposed to eat, probably more than they eat at their own houses. Uh, Um, It's true. Uh, I've been watching my weight for six weeks and for five weeks in a row, I was under my calorie count for the, the weekly total uh, by substantial margins, like a couple thousand calories. And last week, my first week up at the Paxton's, I was over my weekly calories by 852 calories. So yeah, too much food. I, I haven't, and, you can't blame me because I haven't been there the last few days. Well, you were there for part of it and that tea party really took a huge divot out of my hide. <laughs> yeah. That's fun yeah. watching. Though. Yes. So, um, so you had, like you said, a lot of times it's spaced out, but yours were, were compressed into a short amount of time. Part of that because your oldest child stayed home while he was going to the junior college. Right. Uh, locally. And so you had that and then he moved and then, uh, the middle guy right away after that. And then Becca graduates and now she's moving. Now the two older boys still live in town. So you see them, you know, come to church on Sundays. Uh, you know, my wife was doing laundry the other day. She's like, Hey, somebody's clothes are in here. What is it? It was like a three bears thing. It's like, Oh, that's Trevor's clothes. So he came to do some laundry. So you still have the contact. Yes. I will. It's not the same. And pretty soon I won't have it with Daniel because he'll be, Two, two hours away. So, but they, you know, I see the kids at least once a week because again, I'm still the house with the food. Right. So that's so, nice. So uh, do you think it kind of eased you into this emptying nest syndrome or was it still abrupt because you don't have the noise, you don't have, you know, the, pitter-patter of little feet waking up at you know noon uh, or whatever it happens to be yeah no I um I so I I knew it was coming on and she got accepted into college in January Becca did Daniel moved out in January so like when she got her acceptance letter there was like I was so excited for her but I was also so like sad because I knew it was going to be happening and then tons of health issues and things happened with Dan that kept my mind preoccupied mm-hmm. from and like church things. And just, we've talked about it before, lots of things. So from January, February, March, April, um, I was really, really preoccupied with what was going on with Dan. Um, so I didn't have time to like mull over and think about it. And I feel like come June closer to her graduation, Becca's graduation, things really started to sink in hard for me. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel um, this, this summer? What have you been doing 
to mentally, emotionally, physically prepare yourself for, for this. Because not only is it a person moving out of state, it's your only girl. Yeah. Um, so that's different. And there's just a, a lot of different things with it. What have you, how did, how have you prepared yourself for this, this week that's, that we're now in? Well, I think there's, I'm, I don't know there's any way you can prepare, but I do think there are things that I have worked to try to do to help through the things. Like I have a couple of different prayer groups, friends who love the Lord, who love me. Do they uh, love the show? <laughs> yes. They, they, they listen to the show when, especially when I'm on, I don't know how they, group. I'm not on, but I know they listen when I'm on. Perfect. Um, I need you on more often then. <laughs> Pump up the numbers. Um. Anyways, but I, you know, they, they, they have known for a while. Um, this is coming up, and and I, and honestly, I've had a lot of days that I've just sat and cried because uh, yeah. it's overwhelming to me, and I, and I've already had an overwhelming year, so <laughs> right. <laughs> Without all of that, right. Um, you know, and so that number one, that is um, ministry to my heart, knowing that there are people who are praying for me. And like, I believe that, that the Holy Spirit does work when people are praying and that, that like, I probably would be so much worse if I didn't have those people surrounding me and praying. And so that is important. Um, Becca was, we were doing, oh, we're on our way to the school this morning and she was listening to a song that was kind of it wasn't a sad song, but it just was kind of a lower tempo. <laughs> it was, you know, just not upbeat and like bouncy. And I like peppy and bouncy. And I on the way to the school, we have all of our stuff in the car. And I was like, I'm sorry, hon, you, you got to change the song to something a little more upbeat because like, this is a big emotional moment for me. And I don't have something upbeat. It's going to make me cry. And this is the first one that you've had go you know, to school, I'm air quoting, you know, to school, because right. when Dana went, he was still at home. So he right. was, you know, kind of an extension of high school, almost that you're just coming home and, you know, doing homework and stuff. But this is now a kid living in a dorm on campus, having right. the college, you know, experience. That's, that's tricky too. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when our daughter Heather went to school and she, she left, after two years of junior college, she went to San Diego and, and that was a thing, you know, we put her in the dorms and that was, that was tricky coming home. It was a lot of tears on mom and dad's part, you know, driving every time. But when we took her to dental school in DC, that was a way bigger thing. Cause I always thought, okay, you know, San Diego to Ridgecrest, it's, you know, it's a few hours, but if yeah. there's a problem, she can call me and I can drive and come, you know, help. And, and there were times where her car broke down on the way home from San Diego and so I drove down and picked her and person she was carpooling up with, and we could do that. It's not as easy to drive to uh, Washington, Washington D.C. from Ridgecrest. And I remember driving across the country. We took her in her car, and we were driving, and it was a road trip. And we went um, and visited some places on the way there. And then stopped at grandma and grandpa's house in Nashville. And that's about a 10 hour drive from DC. And that's when it got real. Yeah. When we left Nashville. And I remember driving 
three hours away from Nashville is Knoxville. And that's where we get off the 40. And so we were turning and we're coming into town. And I remember that same thing you said with the music. And I just remember mourning the loss before it happened and, and just feeling very emotional driving it. And I can, I can still see the billboards as I was driving down the road, just kind of blurring up through the tears and yeah. thinking, okay, you haven't even dropped her at school yet. You haven't even gotten to the state or the city yet that you're yeah. going. And, and sometimes I have a tendency of, of mourning the loss before it gets there. So I don't enjoy what I've got when I've got it. Yeah. Cause you know, it's coming, which mm-hmm. that's been trying really hard um, to be aware of that while I'm here. Like, I don't, like, I know I have a very short time with her and um, we've moved her in today, but she's going to stay in the hotel room with me until Wednesday night. So I want to enjoy the last two days with her. I don't want her thinking, well, last week, the last few days I was with my mom, all she did was cry. So, you know, that's, that's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk over you. <laughs> I'm so um, conscious today. <laughs> I ask a person, hey, give me pointers on the show. And then I have them on afterwards, right after they tell me, you talk too much, son. <laughs> but anyways, well, I-, I know that going home um, and, and that's not I mean, Washington, D.C., you could at least still drive. Exactly. Yes. When she moved to Hawaii, then it got us like, okay, this is a plane ride, pal. You're not driving. Yeah. Uh, But I, when we visit, oftentimes it's like, you know, we're there for a week or two and halfway through the trip, I'm like all sad and mopey, like, oh, we've only got a week left. And it's like, all right, so I'm going to blow the the time that I have, just like you said, I, and trying not to let my grandson, you know, my little six-year-old grandson see me cry and feel sad because I don't want him. It's not that I care if he sees me cry. I just don't want him to, you know, feel bad because I'm feeling bad because he's, you know, that kind of a kid. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. You don't want that to be the memory. You want to have the fun memories. And I will say from seeing the pictures, you guys are having some fun. Right. Uh, And I tried, I will tell you people, I'm telling you right now, uh, mess it up nation. I begged, I pleaded, I did everything in my power up until the time I dropped him off in the airport, I said, it's still not too late. I will go to Hawaii for you, Faith Paxton, so you don't have to go through this. And the woman isn't, she's a rock. She said, no, I will do this. And so I'm not in Hawaii. I'm stubborn. Yeah, yeah, in a great way, though. <laughs> so um, so this week, you've been, been having fun with Becca and enjoying the time together. Uh, yes. What kind of things are you doing? I mean, is it just like silly stuff or? I mean, because obviously there's the beach, but. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff we've had to do is like, because you can't, you know, you can only fly with so many suitcases. Right. So we have spent a a good day or two going to different. We went to Walmart. We went to Target. We went to Ross. You know, we've had to do a bunch of different shopping. And so. That has taken up some time. We've done two full days at beaches. And of course, my favorite thing to do is eat. So we have some very fun favorite local places that we, when we, not that we're here all the time, but we, you know, in the 27 years Dan and I have been married, we've been to Oahu three times. So 
um, I have some places that we like to come when we're here. So, right. We've done Perfect. that. Well, it, it does seem like you guys are, are enjoying the time that you've got and having some fun together. Uh, so that's good. And I know that part of this will be a story that you could tell in the future, which kind of leads into our song of the week this week, which I didn't prep you for, but I'll prep you right now. So if you want to uh, start looking while we're doing this, the song of the week comes to us from Elevation Worship, and it's called My Testimony. I'm going to give you about 90 seconds of it, and we will be back on the other side to talk about that and to uh, talk more about this mess of kids going to college and uh, trying to figure out a way to turn it into a message. So here's 90 seconds of Elevation Worship with my testimony. So there you go. Elevation worship with another one. Uh, Faith, what are your thoughts about this song? First of all, I like it. It's fun. It's upbeat. I had not heard this song before, but I guarantee you this is going to be one of my new favorites. It's a faith song. It's really it's I like those upbeat, fun songs. I can really get into that. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. That song, like there were a couple of things that really stood out to me. And one of them is. Um, he says, my God will finish what he started. Mm -hmm. I love, I love that God's never done with us. Right. I love that. And um, what was the, <laughs> yeah. he started talking and I forgot the second one. Um, well, I can't remember now, but that I, I did love that for that part. Yeah. For me, I, I heard this song, the first time I heard it was uh, CR Summit just a couple weeks ago. They did this song and I was like, okay, find this song, add it into the, uh, the playlist. And uh, in the bridge, it says, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, that I Greater believe. things are still to come. That's the one that yeah. I like. My second one. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what that means is, you know, I've still got work to do. If I'm still here on this side of the dirt, I've still got work to do. And God's still got work to do through me. He's using me. It's not that he can't do it without me. It's that he chooses to do it with me. 
Yes. And I choose to partner with him on that. And uh, it's, it's just fantastic uh, reminder that we have value. I yeah. have value. You have value. You, listener, you've got, it's so funny when I talk, I, I turn and talk to the microphone when I talk <laughs> to the listener. Um, but we've all got that value that is, it's important for us to do the things that we're here to do. Yes. And here's the, you know what else? In um, context to what we're talking about, kids going away, as a parent, what a glorious thing for us as parents whose children are believers in Christ, that they have important work to do, that God's not finished with them, and that even while they're going off to college, God is working good things through them. And so yes. that's encouraging as a parent to know that yeah. as well. Yeah, I was... Uh, I took a walk with uh, my wife tonight um, after we got Dan fed and stuff like that. And we, we went and took a walk and it's uh, to walk around a block at Faith's house. We take a big three mile block walk. And so we had time to talk and we were talking about Becca and what we see in her future. And just, I don't know what great things she's going to do, but I know that there are great things in her future. I just, uh, she just has this, aura to me of just a great woman waiting to uh, just amaze me with what she does. So I'm super excited about seeing that in the future and knowing that there are great things to come and that there are great things to come for me and for you and for Dan and for my grandkids and just all of us. God has such an amazing, amazing story. There's, there's certain people that I'll watch their movies you know, every time a movie comes up, it's like, okay, I'll watch this person. Oh, they're a great writer. God's a great writer. Absolutely. The best. Yeah. So I'll watch this movie. I will yeah. definitely watch this movie. Um, so rolling back then to uh, this whole Hawaii thing. We are recording. It is Monday night for you. It's Tuesday morning for me. Uh, it's 1230 right now. Uh, so we're getting close to the last two days here. And, um, I, I couldn't help when you were talking about Hawaii and I, you know, I playfully joked about wanting to go there for you to be able to do that. But, you know, I, the thing that I kept thinking about is just when I left Heather in Hawaii or in, in DC driving home, I took, we took her in her car and I drove home. Bev got on an airplane because she had to come and teach. And so I drove solo across the country. That was a rough drive. And you're going to fly home and you don't have, you don't have someone there to be there with, you know, when, when Bev and I leave Hawaii, we always cry, yeah. but we've got each other to kind of lean on. Yeah. Uh, what's, what is that looking like in your head? <laughs> a lot of crying. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so along, I had a, um, a spiritual mom, uh, my mentor, um, she lived in Oklahoma and was dying of ovarian cancer. And I was, um, flying back and forth, um, to take care of her towards the, you know, the last few months of her life. And the very last time I flew back, I knew like, she had days to live and we all knew that. And I knew I was not going to come back and see her again until heaven. Yeah. Like, 
That would be yeah. that would be the last time I saw her was in heaven. But this was my absolute last time to see her. And I remember sitting in the airport and weeping and weeping and weeping and having this heaviness on my heart and having this heaviness on my shoulders and just not being able to look up at, any, at anybody. And I had a hat on and I had sunglasses on and I didn't want anybody to look at me because mm-hmm. I was just so incredibly broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to is flying home alone because even though Beck is not dying and it's not the same scenario, I have that same heaviness. Every time I think about flying home, the same kind of sadness in my heart about I'm going to leave my daughter here at school. And yes, I'm going to see her again. She's going to come home for Christmas, but life from now on is different. Yeah. And it, it feels like, I don't know. It just, it feels different. Um, I, I knew when we flew to Hawaii to see Camden, uh, when he was born in March, we knew at that point that we were coming back in June. So we're leaving the first week of April and we're going to be back in two months, the beginning of June. It's two months. So I'm like, okay, this will be okay. I'll be fine. And I'm walking uh, the night before we leave and I go outside and I see my grandsons because there's a no shoe house. So all the shoes are by the door in the garage and I see his little slippers outside, his flip-flops. And I just lost it. I was like, why are you doing this? You're going to be back in two months. You FaceTime all the time, but it's just, it's just being there, you know, it's having them and, and, and that we need people. Yeah. And you were describing coming home from Oklahoma. Do you isolate in your sadness? You know, that the, everything you said, hat, sunglasses, be, do you typically isolate or we do that because you were alone and you just didn't want to be bothered by strangers? I, I, so just me personally, now I'm, this is going to sound weird when I say this sadness is the worst emotion I personally go through. I like, I feel like nobody likes to be sad and I get that. And I understand that, but there are some emotions that people, I feel like dislike more than others when they mm-hmm. have them. like, um, I know my daughter, her, the, the worst emotion she can go through is being angry. That one really bothers her. She does not ever want to be angry. For me, it's sadness. Um, mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I've said to you before, I don't like watching movies that are sad. I don't like listening to shows that are sad. I don't like, I don't want to be brought down. So um, I, I don't like to cry in front of people. Yeah. It's very, very, very difficult for, because I'm such a joyful, up, up, like bubbly kind of personality. Um, it feels it feels wrong to me. So, and I will, if I can, it's probably not healthy, but I try to avoid it as much as possible. (laughs) Probably not healthy. (laughs) You know, I can, I can find something else. Okay. Let's not. Yeah. Well, in all the years that I've known you, when I was here in June for Becca's graduation, 
that's the first time we we had a real conversation about some stuff. And that's the first time I'd seen you that you've ever let me see you cry in knowing each other for almost 20 years. Um, I was like, okay, this is real. That yeah. what faith is feeling now is is I'm getting the honest thing. And and I think for people sometimes like us, and I'm not to the same extreme that you are, but I tend to try to go for the upbeat positive and be happy and you know silly. And so I think when people like us do cry or get serious or get real like that, it can be, um, I don't know if scary is the right word, but it's difficult sometimes, I think, for the people around us to comprehend and wrap their head around. It's like, this is not what we know. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And for me, that place is lonely. Uh, that's mine that I try to run from is when I feel alone. Yeah, that's... I, you know, especially like in times, I think that's probably one of my biggest, I've never liked to be alone. Never, 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 never. I'm, <laughs> I'm the extreme extrovert. <laughs> yeah. I've oh, And like I said, we've always had people around us. And so um, it's probably one of the biggest things that's bothering me about this new season of my life is that um, I sense and I feel the loneliness coming on. Um, you know, Dan is not in a place where he used to be anymore. And Mm -hmm. so my husband used to be an extreme extrovert too. And so the two of us just together, we could talk a lot. We could do things we could go, we could do, you know, that was, we were able to do that. He's so sick that he spends most of his time sleeping. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's not well and he's quiet and noises bother him for the most part at this point in his life. And and it's not going to stay that way forever for him. I mean, once he gets a new liver, there are lots of things that are going to change for him. Um, but it just happens to coincide with the time that all my kids are leaving and Dylan will be back in school. And so I will have nobody but myself in the house. Mm. I mean, Mm. Dan will be there, but it'll be like having just myself in the house and I can't leave. I mean, I have to be right. there to stand. And so right. that's the thing that's been bothering me more than anything else is that loneliness and that quietness that I'm mm-hmm. not used to. How are you preparing yourself for it? What, what, what can we do to prepare ourselves for the loss? Because we know it's coming. It's not a surprise loss here on this one. So what, how can, how, how can you prepare yourself or have you found that out yet? Well, this is, I don't know if this is correct or I, here's what I know. I don't want to, I don't want to just keep myself busy and pretend it's not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, um, it's that thing that people say all the time, lean into it. Yeah like leaning into it. And so where I know that this is a season and that song, that song that you played, like God still has good things in store for me. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a small season of my life. And so I want to take advantage of what God is allowing this loneliness that God is allowing me to have. I really want to take advantage of that and make the most of that with my relationship with God. And I think sometimes God purposely isolates us 
to improve our relationship with him. And he purposely draws us away from people and says, I want you to focus on me so that you're not distracted by other people. And I will tell you, that's probably been one of my biggest um, hindrance in my relationship with the Lord is my inability to not be busy and focused on everybody around me and just focus on quietness with God. And so I feel like this is going to be an opportunity for me, even though I'm not looking forward to every aspect of this, any aspect of it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, but I, I am looking forward to the aspect of what God is going to teach me through this, how my relationship with him is going to change, what he is going to be for me, my strength in this. And I, I've been amazed just by Dan's sickness, how God has provided for me in ways that completely blew my mind. Um, he never misses a need. He never misses when my heart is broken to pick me up and wrap me up and tenderly care for me. Never. Right. right. And so that I know that even though this season is a very difficult season for me, that God is going to pick me up and tenderly care for me. And I don't know how that looks, but I know that he will. And the beautiful thing that I know is from my own experience, that becomes what I'm able to feed someone else with because I've shown them how to get through that particular minefield because I made it through it. And I would, I, I don't wish my life on someone else, but there's no one I would trade with because it is my history. It's my story. And it's what, what I've come through that I can now use as leverage and as evidence of a loving God yes. and powerful, you know, savior that I'm able to do what I can do now because I've been through, I would not have nearly as much ability to do or, or desire to do prison ministry. If I hadn't gone to, you know, been incarcerated myself. Yeah. And every little, every little chapter of our story is something that, that feeds the greater narrative. And, and there are people who, will learn because of the things we go through and, and we'll be able to see us go through because you're not the only person dropping someone off at college day. I mean, you showed us that picture. My goodness, there's a lot of cars in line dropping people off. Yes. And some of those people are locals or, you know, from the islands, but you're probably not the only one from the mainland dropping off a kid there either. Right. And, and we just, we just have to continue to share our stories so that people can learn from those stories and, and, and learn how to make it through the mess uh, of their own life and, and let that be a message to someone else. Amen. Yeah. And I see a college student creeping around in the background there like a ninja. I'm trying to be quiet. You know, you're part of the podcast. <laughs> There's the girl herself. So uh, Faith, uh, you got two more days. What's what's coming up in these next two days? What are you going to do? Well, we just finished putting in a room together. And of course, we realized, ah, we don't have scissors. We don't have a plant to put on the shelf. 
Uh, so we got to go finish up a couple of things. We're going to try to sleep in tomorrow. Okay. And by, I mean, she's going to sleep in tomorrow. I'm going to try to let her sleep a little longer than me. Cause I, I'm still on Oregon time. So I've been waking up at three and four o'clock in the morning. She'll wake up at three and then come in at 5am and call somebody right next to me and be like, Oh, sorry. Did I wake you up? Uh, like 7am yet. Faith. Let me just say from the heart, thank you for not making me that call. <laughs> but it's three hours ahead at your time. So you are already up, but you, that's eight o'clock your time. You're up. You got to be up to take care of my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me fire you. Paul no. Yeah. So, uh, so you guys are going to hang out and do the thing and then you come home. Um, Thursday. Thursday. And what is that going to be like coming home on that plane? What are you thinking? I mean, we know the tears, uh, but I'm actually praying God puts me next to someone who, you know, any more people don't talk on the plane. Mm -hmm. They put their headphones in, they're focused. I'm just praying that God sets me next to somebody who is either a, a mama going through the same thing I'm going through or just someone who can talk to me and, um, that we can just talk to each other and have a, a good conversation. And um, so I'm just praying, I would feel horrible sitting next to somebody just bawling my eyes out. And they're like, Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> what <do> I <laughs> yeah. It's Southwest. You might have the aisle to yourself. <laughs> yeah. so, Do that. Just ugly Christ, not coming down your face. No, this seat is open. <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. Maybe I do yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, like you said, there's greater things to come. And we know that that's the promise. And that doesn't mean that everything will be peaches and cream. Uh, and that we'll roll through life without pain or misery or sadness or, or tears. Um, and I'm sure that that'll be that way for uh, Becca as well. Uh, but uh, we do have the promise and yeah. that's what keeps us going on is that this mess can be a message for someone else. And uh, thank you for being willing to share with us. We made it through without tears. I I'm asked so Faith, I said, do you think we can talk about this? Do you think you make it through? She said, well, maybe not, but at least it'll be real. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And, uh, and that's good. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, Hey, if, uh, if you are dropping someone off uh, for college, uh, give us a picture of their college. Send it to us uh, on the email, which is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or info at messituppodcast.com. Drop it to us on one of our socials uh, and, and put a little post there for us so we can see you and your kids going to, to college as well. And uh, don't forget to check out that Patreon link if you want to be a financial supporter of the show. Uh, we really, really appreciate all of our Patreon subscribers and uh, just keep listening to the show, share with people. And uh, we're glad that you're here. This is, gosh, we're, we're in the, the one seventies here somewhere. Uh, show number 175. Oh my gosh. How fun is that? Uh, thank you, Faith, for being here. We can't wait to see you when you get home. Becca, do great job at school. Any other parents dropping off kids? Know that your kids are doing what you raised them to do, which is to go off and be wonderful people and 
there'll be a little influence pool in their college and uh, we'll just celebrate that. Uh, so I guess I don't have anything else to say other than we'll see you next time we mess it up. See ya. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. All right. Whoops. I don't want to end the meeting. I just want to end the... <laughs>